Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. Hello and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 44, self-care. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about what self-care is, what it can look like from person to person, and why it's so darn important. In previous episodes, we've talked about it throughout the episode, but I wanted to dedicate this entire day to talking about self-care because it's really important. I remember earlier when I was in the midst of my storm, I was struggling to keep my head above that water. I was tackling this monstrous beast and I was trying to not only beat cancer, but to not break and to help my family move swimmingly along with, quote, normalcy. I had two little girls and I wanted life to be normal for them. And I fought. I fought for everything. I fought against the cancer. I fought to keep myself together some particular way that I had envisioned. And I tried to keep life going without upsetting a normal. I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. And I wanted to make sure that I was there 100% for all of the people that I loved. I put unnecessary pressure on myself to survive in a particular way. And this pressure left little room for me to be human. Way to set myself up for success, huh? I remember my therapist telling me one day that I needed to do some self-care and my mind went blank. I had absolutely no idea what the heck she was talking about. Self-care, somehow I thought that that meant that I need to focus on me and be selfish and Spoiler alert, folks, self-care does not mean that you're selfish, not in the slightest. But at this point in time, I seriously had no idea what the heck she was talking about. I had things I needed to do, people I needed to care for. How could I stop and do this thing that I don't quite understand called self-care? And then fast forward, after I had made it through my storm, I remember talking to a friend who had been diagnosed and we were standing in the parking lot And she was echoing the same exact thing. She was trying to hold it all together. And she was saying, I have to take care of my family. They need me. Oh, girl, do I get that. But here's what I've learned along the way. Yes, they do need us. But they need the fully functioning us. And that person can only be found. That person can only be given to another when that person is fully charged. And that's when self-care comes into play. And y'all, cancer, talk about a battery running on E. You've got to take care of yourself and recharge so that you are strong enough to fight the cancer, so that you are recharged and you're strong enough to be able to be present at other times for the ones that you love. You can't hold the weight of the world and never recharge. I think in general, as women, we tend to put everyone else first. We are so busy doing everything for everybody else. We 
want to take care of the house. Sometimes we are working. We have our husband's needs. We have our kids' needs. We have friends and family, and we have these crazy schedules and planners, and we're keeping track of everything all the time, and you can't forget these birthdays or those anniversaries, and don't forget we got to go and run the errand to this event on this day, and she has a dentist appointment at that day on that time. We are like the master orchestrator's of our families, of our lives. That's kind of the role that we put on ourselves. And my friend, when we were standing there in the parking lot, she even told me, I've always been the one that had it together. I've always been the one that people leaned on, not the one that needed to lean. Oh my Lanta, y'all, these were my words. These were the same words that I had once echoed myself. But it ultimately goes back to that airplane analogy When the flight attendant comes on and says right before takeoff, in the rare event uh, the cabin loses pressure, air masks will drop for the ceiling. Put yours on before helping others. (laughs) I mean, people say that all the time, but there's truth to it. Recently, I saw a Young Sheldon episode. So for you Young Sheldon fans out there, here's, here's what happened. He was getting ready to fly for the first time. Little kid. Sheldon is a kid. It's called Young Sheldon. Anyway, he was getting ready to fly. And upon hearing the flight attendant say those words, he started to panic. And he said, I don't think I like this. Well, here's the thing to those kiddos out there. As adults, we don't like it either. I would much rather help you first. I would. But here's the why. Here's why those flight attendants say that. And here's why it matters and why you need to follow that bit of advice. Because if you place your mask on first, then you're going to physically be able to help those around you. But if you try to help them first and you don't leave any time to assist yourself, then you run out of time and you can only give what you have to give. And if you give that all away and leave nothing for yourself, then you're run down. That battery is on empty and that can have you fall into a pretty bad spot if you don't take care of yourself. But If you tend to your needs and then give, it's like recharging your battery. You can continue to give because you're continuously recharging. You're taking care of yourself and able to do that. So that's self-care. That's why they say that on the airplane. And that analogy holds true with us in our daily lives and especially true with those of us that are fighting cancer. There are different kinds of self-care and it can also look different from one person to another. There's physical self-care, there's spiritual and emotional self-care, and social self-care. And what works for one might be different for another. I know my husband and I, we are completely different people. He's an introvert, and he recharges by having alone time. I'm an extrovert, and I recharge by being around people. doesn't mean that sometimes I don't want to have my quiet time, too. But my point is that sometimes people might gravitate more in one way of recharging versus another, and that's fine. Taking care of yourself physically, that is self-care. Make sure you're getting enough sleep every night so that you're rested. Your body needs to rebuild, especially when you've had a tornado go through it with, say, chemo, or if you've been through a battlefield of surgery, your body is needing to repair and to put that tissue back together and get all those cells going in the right spot. And it needs rest to do that. It is taking good care of you, but you've got to give it time. You've got to let it. And that happens when you rest. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. Stay hydrated. Eat healthy. 
and exercise. We did an episode earlier with Livestrong where they talked about the importance of cardio and weight-bearing exercises. It really helps you be strong through it. In fact, when we talked with the medical oncology nurse practitioner, she said that the patients that typically did best were those that got up and were running after their kids or helping with their husband or whatever. They're, they're getting out and they're moving as opposed to sleeping all the time. Yes, get your sleep, but then also exercise. And whatever form of self-care that looks like for you, maybe you want to go running. Maybe you want to do a yoga class. Maybe you like swimming. Maybe you like to go on long walks in the evenings or the mornings. Or maybe you like to join a class, join a gym, and go and do some cardio with other people. Whatever you choose to do can be completely yours, but get moving and do some kind of exercise. Social self-care can be whether or not you need to recharge by being alone or whether or not you want to be with others. Both are fine. And maybe you do a combination thereof. Maybe you schedule a coffee date and go and meet your friend and, or have a girl's night out or some kind of hobby that you enjoy. Maybe it's artwork. Maybe painting helps calm you down or brings you joy. It's important to get out there and do the things that you love. Don't forget to live while you're fighting to live. And then there's spiritual and emotional self-care as well. So deep breathing. Oh my goodness, have I learned that there is an art to breathing. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm gasping for air and that the, the role of breathing is just to give me oxygen so that I don't pass out. But oh no, 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 no. There's a whole new level of breathing. There are those deep inhale and exhales that bring about a sense of calm and they nurture my body with a sense of calm and perspective. When I find myself starting to panic, and I still find myself panicking, I try to remind myself to take three deep breaths. And I heard once that deep breathing could be like square breathing. So you inhale for four seconds, hold at the top for four seconds, exhale for four, and then hold at the bottom for four. So that really deep inhale and exhale. Grounding is something that we talked about with um, mindfulness when we interviewed our therapists earlier on. Grounding is about sensing the world around you. What do you feel? What do you see? Helping you to stay present in that moment and not letting your mind run towards the future or to the past, but to really experience the now. Go out into nature. Take your shoes off and walk around in the grass with your bare feet. Listen to the sounds around you. Hear those birds chirping in the distance. Hear the sound that the leaves make as the wind is rustling them around. Pray. If you are a religious person, put those hands together and pray. Sometimes it can be helpful in letting us feel like we're less alone. Sometimes it can be helpful in reminding us that it is okay to let go of the things that we can't control and to focus on the ones that we can. Write. Journaling is a great way to process and get some of those thoughts and emotions out on paper. Plus, if it's a hobby, then that's something that you enjoy is taking care of you and helping you recharge as well. Listen to music. Create a great playlist that makes you feel good. Maybe one is for those sad, sappy songs that help you release emotion when it's starting to build. Or maybe another playlist is of those great Oh, heck yeah, let me dance around the kitchen songs. And you're singing along and and doing crazy dances like nobody's watching. Maybe you do aromatherapy. 
or you take long, luxurious bubble baths with the lights out and the candles glowing. Maybe you get yourself lost in a really good book. The heck with the laundry. It can pile up on the couch. No, I'm not going to do X, Y, or Z today. I'm going to grab my book and I'm going to just get lost in it. Cry. Dang it. If you need to cry, cry. Do it. There's nothing wrong with that. My mom would tell me, she said, when you're feeling like you've got to cry, you let it out. You go take a hot shower and you just cry and cry and cry until that hot water runs out. Or you can set a timer because it's okay to process and get those emotions out. Crying can make you feel a great sense of relief when it's over. So yeah, sure, cry. But don't get lost in that either. Have set a timer. Okay, I'm going to cry and when my timer goes off, I'm going to go for a walk. And I will feel the wind on my face. And I'll try to practice some grounding while there. Maybe coloring is something that you would enjoy. Either on your own or with soft music playing in the background. Or my friends and I, we would have, we would have parties. We would have coloring parties. A girl's night out. We'd go to somebody's house. We'd have some girl talk and some wine and those coloring books and a buffet of delicious food. We had a grand old time and it was great for my soul to recharge with my friends and to just be, to just enjoy that moment. These are all things that we need to do, whether or not it's that exact item or whether or not it's your own flavor of self-care. We need to take care of ourselves because we need to be able to recharge Why? So that our bodies can better heal and so that we can better be present for those that are around us. I'll tell you what, yoga has been a huge help. It brings this sense of peace and it's exercising and it's that deep breathing. And it kind of held me anyway, give me this ownership of my body, right? This is my mind, my body, my soul. And you really feel the presence of you. Recently, I had an experience with another survivor who she is always give, 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 give. She wants to pave the way and make the world better for those that have to follow in her footsteps. And she does. She does an amazing job at it. She is there and she has been there countless times for people before, but she spread herself too thin and it caught up with her. And we were supposed to meet up, but she messaged me and she wasn't able to do it. And then she started worrying about it, uh, feeling guilty for, oh, I wasn't able to make that happen. But here's the thing. We always tell other people, you need to take care of yourselves, right? But as I told her, not only is it important for women to do this self-care that we talk about all the time, but it's also important for us to model that. Like, don't just talk the talk, but we need to walk that walk, right? I know I do. I need to get better at that myself. Modeling self-care is just as important as telling others and reminding them that they need to do it as well. Don't just say it, show it. And this woman, when she had been spread completely thin and was completely authentic and honest and said, hey, I can't do this. Guess what? That's okay. And I am so impressed and inspired by that moment, by the fact that she was able to say and do exactly what we need. Another one of my friends and I would always joke about red X's. 
So I know I'm terrible about this and I'm trying to get better. I'm a work in progress here. But y'all, I love my planner. My planner is my lifeline. It is color coordinated. It keeps me organized. I take it everywhere. And my friends and I always have a good laugh about how attached I am to it. And we'll be out to dinner or at a party or whatever. And somebody's talking about a date and whoop, whip out that planner. And um, anyway, yes, I know I'm crazy in that regard. But But as much as I joke about my planner and as much as it keeps me together and keeps track and keeps everything straight that I need to know and everybody in my family needs to know, here's the thing. I tend to stuff it full of things. Sure, I can do that. I can squeeze this in on this day between these two other giant commitments. Of course, sure, no problem. But what happens is every minute of my day will get accounted for. And it is exhausting. And that's not healthy. I know this. Again, I'm a work in progress. And my friend and I started joking about red X's. And we would say that we need to put a giant red X on our calendar. It's full. Sorry, I can't do anything at this time slot because there's a giant red X there. Nothing can go in that spot because that's my recharge you time. Or if you decide maybe you don't want to put a giant red X on your planner for whatever reason, maybe you just make it known that you're going to only commit to X amount of things a week. And try not to overbook yourself because it is important for you to not have scheduled time, to be able to just be, to be able to take care of you. Self-care. This self-care is critical for all of our mental well-being. But it is especially true when you're hit with cancer. Why? Y'all, because that is the ultimate boundary drain. Your body and your mind and your soul, it puts all of their energy into fighting this terrible freaking disease. And that's taking your time. That's taking your internal resources. And it doesn't leave a ton for you to dish out as you may have once been able to do before. And this doesn't make you selfish. When you practice and self-care, it's helping you heal. It's helping you recharge so that you can do all those other things and be present for all the people that you love. It doesn't mean that you can't help others, but you have to take care of yourself in order to do that. I look forward to speaking with y'all again next week. Until then, practice some self-care of your own. And remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone.